Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for Atlanta Business Radio, spotlighting the city's best businesses and the people who lead them. Welcome to another exciting and informative edition of Atlanta Business Radio. Stone Payton, Blake Candabout with you. Blake, I don't know that you and I have done this show together. Uh, This is going to be a lot of fun, isn't it? Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. All right, but last week, you are coming off the beginning of an audio book project. Is that exciting stuff? Yes, it's very exciting. Um, So it's going to be a very new endeavor for me. I've never really done an audio book before. It's going to be going on audible.com, so it's a very prestigious site to go on to, so... And then your next step, then you're going to do your own audio book, right? Because you'll be in here enough to well, lay it down. Let, let's see. Let me write a book first. So let's see if that goes and <laughs> goes well. All right. Well, take care of us back there behind the board, if you will. We've got an exciting session today. First up on Atlanta Business Radio today, please join me in welcoming to the broadcast VP of Marketing with Alexa Dev Group, Miss Caroline Dunn. How are you? Good morning. Happy Monday. Thanks for having me. Uh, we are delighted to have you. So Alexa Dev Group, mission, purpose, what are you guys out there trying to do for folks? Uh, well, with the advent of the Alexa, Google Home, all that voice stuff going on, we realized that there was a white space of developers. It's the next generation of developers. We're developing apps for your voice device, um, similar to, you know, you see apps on your mobile device today. So... Walk us through some applications for this kind of science, this kind of technology for your your everyday small business person focused on marketing their their goods and services. Well, you know, from a perspective of a, of a small business or really, you know, medium or large business, you want to be on every platform there is out there today. And voice is that next frontier of platforms that you need to be on to be relevant in this world. And you need to, you know, for a long time, hey, it was, you know, hey, I've got a website. Then it was, you know, hey, I'm on Facebook. Now it's I am on Alexa and Google Home as well. And having your web presence and your mobile app presence out there is really important for for you to get your name out there these days. So I'm operating under the impression that this doesn't have to be as complicated as I'm probably envisioning it, at least if I've got some expert counsel and guidance going into it. What does it take to get, like uh, like Business Radio X, what does it take to get this show or something about what we do on an Alexa? Well, actually, I checked this morning. You are on Alexa as of this morning. Blake, congratulations! You know I didn't know that. <laughs> Had no clue. And and Google and Google Home. So because you're on TuneIn Radio and they have a partnership with TuneIn Radio, right. if you say Alexa, play Business Radio X through TuneIn Radio, people can get that content today. Wow! No, you threw me for a loop. I called Brandon <laughs> Blake, but you know, well, on radio, we can just look at whoever. Um, I didn't know we were on Alexa. So right now, this show is, you could actually access it through Alexa? Absolutely. Okay. Be, but that's because you're on TuneIn Radio. Okay. So it's because of TuneIn. Yes. All right. But let's say that we wanted to do some stuff on purpose <laughs> with some intention. Uh, yeah. I mean, let's use this as a use case. Let's use Business Radio X, not even the whole network, just the Atlanta studio. If we were to team up with you, walk us through what that might work with and how you could, might could help us. Uh, well, actually, um, 
Yeah, that's a great question. You can reach more people than you can today just on radio because Alexa is that sound device, right? So you want to make sure you've got your... I think you save all of your broadcasts as a podcast, you know, as lack of a better word. Right, You're saving right. the audio, right? And it's available on your website so people can access it there after on demand after the event. And as you're doing that on your platform, you can automatically push to Alexa. All you have to do is set up a skill. It's called a skill instead of a mobile app. It's a skill on Alexa. And every time you're pushing your on-demand content onto your platform, it automatically updates. Isn't that amazing? It, it is amazing. So is it is the the value that you add to this chain helping us design that skill in such a way that people will ask it or promoting the fact that you can do it? Or where do you come into this process? <laughs> where do I come into this process? Great question. Um, generally speaking, it's for people n- not already on TuneIn or who want to have a standalone skill um, on Alexa. So for example, you have a podcast that you're on, let's say, for example, Podbean or SoundCloud, and you want to make sure that's available on Alexa. You can go in and say, okay, I want my podcast on Alexa, and I, I will help you through that process to make sure that you're searchable when mm-hmm. they go through the list of apps skills on Alexa, uh, that you have your proper icon out there, your logo out there. You've got the right description so people can find you. And then there's something on Alexa called flash briefing. Have you heard of flash briefing? I feel like my wife does it for maybe football. Yeah, yeah. You're supposed to, every day you're supposed to say, Alexa, give me my flash briefing. Yeah. And you set up all of these different um, podcasts or, you know, content that you want to hear that gets updated on a daily, weekly basis. And it automatically takes that latest content and it pushes it to you when it's available. So it's automatically checking for you. Hey, did Business Radio X uh, put out a new on-demand content? It'll automatically pull that for you and play it for you by by not even remembering Business Radio X. If you'd set it up, you said, hey, uh, give me my flash briefing and Business Radio X could be part of that. Wow. I get the sense that maybe I need to open my mind to the to the, the various business applications for this and sort of elevate my expectations of, of what you could accomplish because you don't really you don't have to have a business let alone a, a, a business radio network you don't even have to have a business radio or, or a radio show to to profit from this right you just got to create some voice-based content is that we true? are our own media companies now you right know, people sitting at home with a microphone and a computer are podcasting away and now podcasting and, and audio is the next frontier. <clears throat> our eyes are tired. And now we're, <laughs> right? Our eyes are tired. We've had <clears throat> enough mobile screens to last us a lifetime now. And now's the time to, for people to invest in an audio strategy. I mean, you really believe, I mean, I, I know I look through kind of an odd lens. I think the answer to every small business problem is you should have a weekly show on Business Radio X. Now, that's probably not true, but I do believe probably some type of audio strategy. I mean, it's just, that's where we are. Like, there was a time when not, not everyone had a website, and then everybody, anybody that tries to have a business has a website. Absolutely. It's the same thing. It's you, Everybody needs a website. Everybody has a mobile app now. And mm-hmm. now everybody's going to need to have their content on Alexa and Google Home. Now, do you think audio, well, maybe it already, what I was going to ask is, at some point, will audio become searchable? Or is it already? Or is it on the way? 
Mm, it's early stages. It is searchable, but not really. Uh, so right now, when you do a search, there aren't really a lot of searches. I mean, you you search for the closest uh, pizza store, right? You mm-hmm. know, and it will pull that information from you on Yelp or through through another service. Right. Generally speaking, the other searches that they do, and it's this is early stages. Right now, they're doing a lot of Wikipedia searches, and not all of us are on Wikipedia, unfortunately. Right. And they will start getting better. It will become the next SEO. Eventually, that we just they just haven't figured it out yet. Right. They want to make sure the algorithm the algorithm is going to be twice as complicated as what you see for <laughs> SEO right. today. We're all trying to game the system. We're trying to game the SEO system. We're going to try to game the system too. I've had. I would say 50% of the requests I get are people trying to game the audio search system. Wow. Yes. So um, are you guys currently focusing in on a handful of specific industries or, or sectors? Do you have a sweet spot in that regard? We have – no, we don't have a sweet spot, quite honestly. We have focused on from hospitality. We've worked with kids, too, with the baby Einstein. Um, it is really – the mid-sized business has kind of been our sweet spot, mm-hmm. not as particular industry because mid-sized businesses are trying to compete with those larger businesses. They've got to figure out a way to innovate and they've got a little bit more resources. When I say resources, I mean time and money in order to you know, pay somebody like me to create something that is really viable, that's really you know, shocking, that's, you know, that's really fun, that the customer can eventually use. And that's really been kind of our sweet spot is, is showing innovation for these smaller mid-sized companies to compete with those big guys. So what is your backstory? How did you get involved with this kind of work? Um, yeah, I, um, I, I am an electrical engineer by education. Well, of course, makes perfect sense, right, guys? <laughs> okay, go cool. on. Yeah, yeah I, I did electrical engineering, then I went into a career in marketing, did an MBA in marketing. So I was head of marketing in my last role at a software company, and we saw this thing come out called the Alexa. We're kind of like, what is this? What are that? And, and we kind of went through the process, and it, they were like, yeah, we're starting this whole skill development thing. And funny story, they offered, Amazon offered a free T-shirt to create your first skill. And we were all like, ooh, I want a free T-shirt. I don't have enough clothes, obviously. <laughs> and yeah, we made our first skill just because we wanted a free T-shirt from Amazon. Wow. All right. So someone out there is, I don't know, a lawyer, a CPA. Let's pick one. There's a CPA out there right now that probably is not listening to us live. Most of our stuff, they listen to it on demand. Hit, all right, this guy's hitting a bucket of balls on a Saturday. He's hearing this conversation. Uh, walk us through how it might apply to a CPA practice and how you might serve a CPA practice with something like this. A CPA is uh, is if they have they they would have to be a little bit bigger. I would I would so venture. more than a sole. Yeah, yeah, they would. Like a, yeah, they would like have to have a lot of content. I would recommend somebody with, um, for example, my coach. Uh, my mm-hmm. run, I okay. I'm coached by a um, a world ranked all American track athlete, Tina Klein. All right. And she's got a ton of content because she knows everything there is to know about running, trail running, track running, um, road running, what kind of shoes you need to wear, everything. Okay. So she's just content, content, content. And basically she needs to, um, she could start a weekly podcast. Or actually, we have started a weekly podcast now where she's pushing out, you know, one tip about running every single week. Right. Nice. So from that, we've created the balanced running podcast or the pal and which turns into the balanced running Alexa skill. 
where if you are thinking about getting into running or you are into running, but you want to learn more, now you can get that information through Alexa. Hey, Alexa, launch Balanced Running. Tell me how to get started in running. And uh, tell me what foods to eat. Tell me, you know, what shoes to wear for because I want to start getting healthy. All right. So an early step in this is we do need some sort of content factory. Again, looking through Stone's lens, I can't think of a better way to amass meaningful, relevant content faster, better, deeper than audio, you know, because you can just sit down and ask if you really do have the knowledge base, you can sit down and have a conversation and capture a lot of good content in a very short period of time. But so an, so an early step in all of this is we got to have some sort of content generation machine. Content machine. Exactly. Okay. Yes. Um, and then from there, um, getting it, you know, working with me and getting it on Alexa, you know, submitting your skill, you have everything has to be approved by Amazon. Okay, so not yes. just willy nilly. No, no, this is not an. Op- this is far from open source. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is closed. They have a lot of restrictions on what you can do. You have to prove that you are who you say you are. So if you say I am tied, you really have to be tied. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's another key. Is you have to prove that you own your trademark, your or your company, your you know that you are representing your company. You're an authorized representative of your company. Well, that makes sense. It makes me feel feel better about that. Okay. So you got to have this content machine in place, and then the content machine, one aspect of this th- to make it work, it's got to be set up or parked somewhere where Alexa can go get it when someone does exactly try the skill. Right? Yeah, exactly. So you know, most people are on Podbean or you know SoundCloud today, where they're they're so it can go get it from a SoundCloud yeah, or a Podbean go, yeah, or a some repository. Yes, repository. Yeah, and there are also you know what they call an S three bucket. There are ways to save it for yourself on Amazon's platform. You can save it on another platform. So it doesn't necessarily have to be like our thing is with a radio show and all that jazz. That's just a way. Yeah, ex- exactly. Right. Uh, yeah, it's really flexible, um, and it just it just takes a few minutes to get that all set up and and really thinking through what is that UI experience, right? We talk a lot mm-hmm. about you know mobile apps or a website. You know what is that visual experience? Well, in voice, you've got the same thing. You've got menus, kind of like when you you know call. Uh, customer service. There's an IVR you, you need to go through, right? So you've got to right. think through, okay, what do I want to present to them? What options do I want to give them? And what do they want to learn about? That's one, that's that's the traditional custom skill. And then the other kind is, I just pull me the latest on-demand content and just play that for me, right? So there, you know, you could actually create something where you say, I want to learn about how to get started and running. And it's going to pull that particular um, audio podcast for you all right now we've also got we need to educate the person with the alexa in their kitchen <laughs> which is where mine is we need to educate them or in um incent them to use the skill right we got to get the word out about what to say is that oh part of it? that's a great question that was, you know it took me a minute to get it out but i thought it was a fantastic question <laughs> <laughs> absolutely what um there are over 30,000 skills in Alexa today. We are reaching the way that mobile apps are going. And how, mm. okay, when is the last time you downloaded a new mobile app on your phone? And how often do you use it? And why did you download that mobile app on your phone? So, very recently, one of our developers built an app for us. So, I mean, I'm kind of inbred, I guess. So, I downloaded that one for our own thing. Yeah. Okay. Um, 
that's a terrible example. Oh, I'm sorry. All right. I'm talking about, you know, like, what does it take to get somebody to download a mobile app today? It's super hard. And no, 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 it me really coming is. from a marketing background, you have to pay somebody. We are looking at acquisition rates of $15, $20, $50 to get somebody just to, to get them to download. download I'll, give, I'll give you a good an example. We just traveled internationally. And because of my daughter's international travel, she knows about this thing called Mobile Passport. That will save you about an hour, hour and a half coming back into this country. And the reason is nobody's downloaded the app. They've had it out there for like three or four years. And it's just nobody's downloaded the darn thing. So right now, I mean, the line is crazy short. Okay, yeah. perfect. That's a great example. So it, it saved you, what, an hour, 30 minutes at of least, your time? At least. That equals $50 right there. If you look at your hourly rate, right? So that was worth, that's a $50 acquisition cost. Right. Exactly. So we are going the same way with voice apps today, right? There's so many voice apps. You've got to advertise. You've got to... You've, you've got to get on social and say, hey, I've got this voice app. Here's the value that I'm providing to you. Please enable my voice app and start using it. It's the, it, you have to advertise just like you do with a mobile app. Gotcha. So that's, so that's a big piece of it then is getting the word out to use the skill to, yeah. to do this voice yeah. app thing. When there were a thousand skills, it was great. Everybody right. was using my skills because there was nothing else. <laughs> All right. So uh, we opened the show. Blake and I were talking about this audio book project that he's got. So could this guy, maybe he doesn't want to put his whole book on there, but maybe he wants to put chapter one. On here, he could do that, right? If he was work- were working with you, yeah, absolutely, he could put chapter one on there. If he is on Audible because they mm-hmm. own Amazon, he can put his entire book on there. Wow, that is very cool. And that's and and that he's going to get paid for that because he gets paid on Audible for everybody every Audible download he gets. Man, all right. So you guys, you eating your own chili? Are you out there? Do you have your own skills trying to promote what you're doing, or how's that working? Absolutely. Um, I've got. 15, 20 skills out on the store today. I actually, if you saw me on Hype uh, a couple months ago, I was a top 10 finalist in the International Alexa competition for multimodal. Wow. Yes. Uh, and there was a cash prize that I won as part of that. Uh, yeah. So it, it's, been, it's been great uh, being recognized for what we've done. I'll bet it has. Um, I'll tell you what I'd like to do. Before we wrap, I, I want to know what you feel like we can do to help you because I want to try to help you get the word out. But one idea, it might be fun because you're local, right? Yes. It might be fun to have you come back in here for a segment with if you have if you have any local clients and talk about how they're how they're using this and how you guys work together. Absolutely. You'd be up for something like that. Of I'd like course. to dive into one of those. All right. Um, so, but before we wrap, what do you need more of right now? Do you need um, more potential clients who who need you to walk them through? Do you need more exposure that this thing exists? How can we help? Oh, thank you so much for asking that. Yeah, yeah of course, we're, we are working with international clients and local clients today. Um, and if you have a lot of content, if you've got a mobile app today and you are looking at how you can turn that into an Alexa skill or Google Home app, just uh, let me know. All right. So if you've got a lot of content and you need some professional guidance on organizing it and getting it out in this way, get with Caroline. If you don't have a lot of content and don't know how to get it, call Stone. I might be able to help you. Or maybe Stone and Caroline will help you together. Fantastic. So what is the best way for someone to reach out and have a conversation with you or someone on your team? I don't know, whatever's appropriate, LinkedIn, email, phone, whatever works for you. Well, of course, we're on all the social media channels. We're alexadevgroup.com. And uh, yeah, you can find us on Facebook, LinkedIn, uh, Instagram, everything. Fantastic. Well, and I'm quite sincere about this idea of maybe having you come back with, a, with one of your local clients. 
I'd like to learn more about it from that standpoint. But I'm also sincere. I think uh, anyone who is doing podcasting as much as we are and uh, capturing as much content, I mean, we're probably a prospective client for you guys. So we ought to talk that through a little bit offline, yeah? Thank you very much. Oh, my pleasure. I've really enjoyed visiting with you. Stay with us. We're going to visit with a couple more folks, okay? Thanks. Yes, I will. All right. Next up on Atlanta Business Radio, we have with us president with Lynchpin Sales Interactive, Mr. Brandon Cockrell. Good morning, sir. Good morning. So what did you learn in that last segment, man? Man, it, uh, talking about Alexa voice in general, obviously we're a digital marketing company that really focuses on results and we're looking, always looking ahead. And voice search, I'm all balled in. You know, that has been something. I went to a big conference last year in New York City, all based around voice and Alexa and Google Home. And it is, I believe, in the next five to 10 years going to be where, you know, where you want to go and where you want to be. And right now is the time to take advantage of that, um, obviously, as opposed to waiting. So everything she's saying, I mean, I'm over here shaking my head just because I'm, you know, it gets me excited just listening to it and talking about it, but knowing kind of a little bit more in detail about what it can do for businesses. Um, yeah. I mean, I loved, I loved it. I'm, I'm glad that I'm here at the same time Caroline is, <laughs> well, to I be quite too. honest. Yeah, no, that's a, what do we call that? Serendipitous. I can't spell it, but I think I understand what it means, but I think it's fantastic. So voices is a topic that's going to be in conversations that you have with your best clients and, and, and most important prospective clients. What else are you out there talking to folks with? How are you helping people day to day? So we are, uh, we're, like I said, big umbrella of things. We're a digital marketing company that, that all we really care about is results. The incline, you know, what is being generated from what we offer. And we use social media and internet tools um, in order to generate client sales um, and build brands online. And there's a lot of ways out there. And it's all about going out, getting in front of attention, undervalued attention in order to uh, grow your business. And especially for small businesses, you've got to really look at how can you work smarter with your marketing as opposed to trying to compete against the big boys and the middle size because you don't have the funds to invest there. So where do you go in order to get your brand out there that's actually going to generate you know, customers and revenue and sales. And so that's really what we focus on. And right now that is the digital space, obviously that's social media and being able to use those platforms in order to generate actual results. And that's what we focus on. So digital marketing strikes me as such a competitive arena. It feels like there are a lot of people in that line of work and Hey, I'd be interested in, in having that validated or you can tell me that's wrong. As a novice and a relatively uneducated person with regard to that space, it's, it's challenging for me because I get an email every week and it all looks so tempting and easy. Like all I do is got to click a few buttons and for nine bucks a month or $21 a month, I can do this or, or that. How do you guys differentiate yourselves and how do you put somebody like me at ease and really try to help them? Well, I mean, there's there's a lot of things, but yes, there is a ton of noise out there. It's a new bright, shiny object. You're getting beat down with, um, you know, probably daily people telling you, "Oh, I can get you more customers. I can get you leads. Buy this course. Do this. Do that." And yeah, that's that's out there. And the more and more that you hear these stories of regulations coming in, and I know Caroline mentioned that with Alexa, which is huge, verifying and making sure things are le you know legit and you're a legit business. Um, I think a 
lot of that is going to really kind of go away because the more the, the regulations come into play, that's where the, the brands that are doing it and um, really marketing and using these platforms uh, the right way, in my opinion, and that's air quotes on that, um, <laughs> you know, are going to, to rise to the top, obviously. So, you know, the more and more that that happens, but the digital side of stuff is so big, it's so broad that they may be focusing on one specific area. Um, mm-hmm. Whereas somebody who may be really good at creating blogs for your business, uh, that may be all they focus on. And they may be telling the truth when they say, I can get you this. However, there's this whole other piece of, okay, well, in order for those blogs to work, you've got to have a plan in place to get those in front of the right people. Right. Um, so there's this whole big avenue in this whole big you know world out there in the digital space. So um, it's largely a part of why people are hesitant to hire a marketing company or a digital marketing company in this day and age, because there is so much noise. You don't know who to believe. You don't know what to go to. You don't know what's real, what's not real. And I got to tell you, that's where I am right now. Yeah, and we've absolutely. thrown a little bit of money at this thing. And I take personal accountability for not educating myself enough to make better decisions. But I mean, we do feel like that yeah. right now. I'll be, I'll be honest with so, you. So, and, and one thing that we do, and you kind of mentioned it to, to Caroline there, as far as eating your own chili, um, I refer to as practice what you preach. We That's are, a little more eloquent, I'll have to admit. <laughs> it, it, yeah, I mean, it, 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 it's just yeah. something that I talk about all the time. You know, if you're if you are looking to hire somebody, one of the biggest red flags, in my opinion, um, is, especially in this space, is are they practicing what they preach? Um, are they doing the things that they're telling you to do, and they're going to take your money for it? Mm-hmm. Um, if if they're not, then you should be a little concerned. I mean, if it's that good think about if it's that good, if it's that getting those type of results, wouldn't you be using it for yourself, first and foremost? Um, So, I mean, we practice everything. We do everything that we tell our clients to do uh, for our own business, and they see that real time. And that's a big validation in our book because we're going to spend our own money before we go tell somebody else to. Um, So that's a big part of of what we do and how we try to differentiate ourselves. We're never going in for the sell or promising any type of uh, expertise expectations or our results because it's just that's just not how it works um and uh and so we get ourselves out i do a lot of videos uh online uh really just providing value and um you know whenever people are ready or they want to talk more i want them to feel comfortable contacting me to to ask a question or contacting the team to ask a question but um case studies results those ultimately work too and I'll we've got bet. plenty of those as well. So, And you're on this content creation bandwagon as well. If he's creating all this video, he also has audio, which he may could yes. work with you guys, right? Is that true? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, that's that's one of the, our big tenets of digital marketing today is repurposing your content, right? Yeah. 100%. And that's one part that people are missing so much is that when you do have, shoot a video – taking that because you overthink this whole content thing. It's mm-hmm. like, I don't know what to do. Look, just, just document, tell people, people just want to know what you do. So right. just tell them what you're doing, like talking and taking a video of what we're doing in here. Then you can tra- transcribe that into a podcast, into, uh, right. you know, uh, something. On a blog voice, post. A you- blog post. You can transcribe it into Word. You can take that and transcribe it into content for every platform, and then you just put it out there. And so there's ways that you can do it without overthinking it or, you know, spending a ton of time on it. I mean, it's, it's really easy whenever you break it down. However, like you said, it's a big world. 
you you got onto yourself there for not spending more time and to learning about it. But right. look, I'm in it every day, and <clears> I, <throat> I feel like I don't sometimes know what I'm doing, um, which is why I've got a, ho- a lot smarter team that that works for <laughs> the business and does that. But it's it is it can be difficult. But whenever you really break it down, it's really not that that hard. Well, I like your comment about not overthinking it because you can also you can start at any of those things. For me, the the most difficult, the most taxing from a time and energy standpoint is to start by writing. But if you start with video or if you start with audio, like we could take this audio interview, lay some cool moving pictures on it, and you got yourself a video, right? Or you could cut you could, this probably each one of these you could cut up into probably fifty different little segments there of you pieces of content that you could live off of for a very long time. Back to the re- um, yeah to the repurpose. Okay, so walk us through it. If you can't tell already, uh, when I do host this show, I use it as my um, personal consulting venue, yep. not to consult, but to be consulted. Mm-hmm. So let's walk it through. Yep. You got this uh, this little lifestyle business. Well, you have this whole network, but let's take just this studio. Um, it's a nice little lifestyle business that Lee and I have here. I'll, I'll characterize it that way. And uh, we have a client. We have several. A client who has a radio show with us. Mm-hmm. And maybe now we want to really leverage that and bring better digital marketing and all that to walk us through how you might work with them or us to, I mean, like what happens? We, we sit down, we chat, we talk about objectives or just yeah. walk us through yeah. that process. I mean, first and foremost, it's going to, to have to, we're going to need to learn a little bit more of what you want to accomplish. Right. And at the end of the day, it's okay. What, what are you trying to get out of it? What's your goal? Are you trying to drive additional revenue? You know, are you are you looking to scale to a certain level and add an additional fifty thousand dollars a month onto your revenue stream? And if that's why you're doing it, then we have to reverse engineer it back and figure out what's the best way to get there. And so we really start with what are your goals? Because if your goals are um, something that that doesn't align with what we're going to do. Obviously, we're going to let you know that. And and uh, if we're not 100% confident we can help you, then obviously we're not going to take it on. But if we know your goals, then we can reverse engineer a plan and a strategy back that fits and is going to meet those goals at that point in time. Um, and that's generally the best way we look at it. Uh, so really understanding what you want to get out of it, why we are even talking or why you called us in. Mm-hmm. Um, and then once we establish what you want to get out of it, then we can come up with a very, very specific plan to get there. So let's talk about results for a minute. Because yep. uh, here again, it feels a little nebulous for me sometimes, yep. particularly in the social media world. Um, can you really put something in place that delivers tangible results like revenue or like new relationships or something beyond, and maybe I'm just asking for too much too fast, something beyond we got you a lot more visibility, exposure, clicks and all that stuff. So what we don't, we don't really worry with what we refer to as vanity metrics, um, impressions, clicks, likes, all of that. Those are great. You definitely want to have those. We focus on the end results, which could be more appointments scheduled, through the website. Well, see, be, now you're singing my song. Yeah, or more phone calls coming in that we're tracking back through our digital campaigns um, and or more customers. You know, if we're working with an e-commerce client, you can track everything and we know exactly where the clients are coming from, what ads are working, um, what we're putting out in front of them that's getting the, the biggest return and we're going to dump a lot more money into those to, 
to um, obviously scale those up. So yeah, you can track everything back and there's full transparency. We put it all on a dashboard for our clients so they can see exactly what they're spending, exactly what actions are being taken, meaning appointments or calls or whatever that is. So we know what the, the ROI is. You're making this stone proof, like where I can actually go in there, look at the dashboard, yeah. see what's going on. Well, what, what I like about that, uh, my business partner has a, a similar word, what you called vanity metrics. He calls it cosmetrics, like cosmetic metrics. Yeah. It um, is. I mean, that's... And that, in our world, that. it would be listeners, right? Yeah. In, in our world, listeners, that's all fun. But most businesses, my observation, my assertion is that most small to medium-sized businesses, we don't need 100,000 more listeners or, no. you know, 2,000 more page views. What I need is 20 more swings yeah. <laughs> and maybe 10 more relationships. I, that's, that's what I that, – that's the kind of result I'm after. It sounds like you're geared to deliver something Yeah, like we're, we're only focused at, at the end result and me to a fault sometimes. I mean, my background in the corporate world, 11, 12 years working in the corporate world in sales and marketing, and the reason why I started the business years ago was because of that. I saw that people weren't getting tangible results, and I knew there was better ways to do it. Um, so that's whenever I left the corporate world kind of on a whim and, and decided to start this business. And, um, and now that's, that's really what we focus on is how are we going to get the results? And, you know, an easy way to really look at social media and all of that is it allows you to get in front of thousands of people for a very small cost right now still, mm-hmm. right. um, because it's still undervalued attention at that point, but it allows you to go out, put content out there. So if you've got a video out there, you're able to know what percentage of that video certain people are watching, and then you're able to put more stuff back in front of them in order to mm-hmm. continue building those touch points that in the past, you didn't. whenever social media wasn't around, all you could do was go out and cold call, follow up with maybe an email at the time, a phone call, maybe try to get them in for an appointment. Now all that can be do, done on autopilot through these platforms when you have the right strategy in place and build that relationship so whenever they are ready to buy – they're just reaching out to you. It's very warm. They already know who you are. They already know the story um, because that's what this – we're all media people whenever you really dial it back. We all have the opportunity on our mobile phones to get out in front of thousands of people where you used to have to have an event for everybody to come to right. in order to get in front of them and build that relationship or only do it face-to-face. So it strikes me that this really lends itself, um, if you do it properly – to uh, discipline, rigor, structure in a, in a selling environment, we have a, a selling expertise kind of show once a month here. And one of the things that, that really resonated with me was the guy talking about, you know, just consistently, relentlessly um, exercising some rigor and discipline. Just, you know, that sales doesn't have to be this big hero thing where you went out and everything fell into place. But having a good, solid social media strategy I think would lend itself to having a, a, a systematic, structured approach to developing your pipeline and all that, right? Yeah, I mean that's where the key is. I mean, especially for if you're if you're thinking on. I'm not uh, saying I do it. I'm just saying it sounds like a great idea. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean it's it's you know the the way that you can leverage platforms and the the world that we live in today to build up your pipeline to generate leads to generate opportunities for then your sales team because all you're trying to do with marketing and all of this and all we're really looking to do um, is get more pe- quality people get more quality people into your sales process 
And so by doing that, you're taking that away from the rep where they can actually do what they need to right. do. And if it's a single, you know, if it's a solopreneur and they're out trying to get other, you know, clients, but they land one and they're having to fulfill that, well, that takes time away from you know, generating more opportunities. Oh, I which, hear that from consultants and, and like yeah. solopreneurs all the time. You get these peaks and valleys because exactly. if, if they're not marketing, then they're out practicing their craft and then they're uh, yeah. So what these platforms allow you to do is is build that relationship while you're still fulfilling all of that. So you get more right. inbound coming in. And um, so you it, it, it does all of that for you when you do it correctly. And you're not living and dying by every prospect. Every prospect isn't so precious that, oh my God, it's all this pressure because I got like this... I yeah. got to close this deal this afternoon. No, that's the biggest issue, I think, with, yeah. with sales is putting that pressure on sales and that terminology of, hey, I'm a salesperson, whenever it's it's really just two humans having a conversation to see if they can work together uh, whenever you really break it down. But you need more quality opportunities coming in uh, on a consistent, predictable basis. And that's what, with the right strategies in place, social media, digital tools, platforms allow you to do is find customers within your target market on a consistent, predictable basis, and then stay in front of them to stay top of mind. Um, and that's uh, when you do it correctly and you have the right things in place, it completely adds a whole nother revenue stream onto your business. Um, and that's what we really, that's whenever it gets fun. Yeah, well, it sounds like fun. And, and, and you're doing this yourself. So you're constantly learning, tweaking, you're able to share the good, the bad, and the ugly about that, things that are working, things that are not, as you're working with your clients. You're not out there telling them to do stuff that you're not actively a absolutely, out there Absolutely. Yeah. And um, actually had a, a meeting on Friday where uh, whenever I went into that meeting, they had already they already knew who I was. They already knew mm -hmm. the story. They already knew all of that because of what we do and, and how we practice what we preach and um, are really trying to stay ahead of the curve, which um, hopefully at some point I can get some time with Caroline to really talk with her because the I, I truly believe voice is that. And it's yeah. kind of the, the, the Google of the early 2000, late 90s, where if you get in now and you start to build that brand on that platform, you can uh, kind of zig whenever everybody else is zagging. And that's, <laughs> that's the key, especially whenever you're looking for opportunities to scale at mass. So before we wrap, you kind of glossed over, skated right by this idea that, you know, you worked at corporate and you started this business. Mm -hmm. I mean, everybody at this table knows that's a much bigger deal than, than just that. I'm interested to know what prompted you to do that. Did you go home and tell a significant other that and they looked at you like you were crazy or? Well, the, uh, yeah, the, the, the good what thing is. What was that is, like when you decided um, to make that jump? Well, I mean, it was it was obviously a big decision. I've got a very supportive wife who now is full time on the business as well. Oh wow! Um, so she was in the corporate world and in marketing. So it was uh, I got some some good inexpensive labor, I guess maybe whenever she was able to come on. But it obviously had its own uh, issues of her leaving her job at, at the time. But um, it's worked out very well. But yeah, I was in the corporate world. I always knew coming out of school, I just wasn't ready. I wanted to go get some uh, training and uh, went and worked for corporations like Wells Fargo and then uh, for the PGA Tour the last five and a half years before yeah. I left and um, just really got to the point where I knew it was, it was time. I'd kind of gotten frustrated feeling held back as you hear a lot of those stories in the corporate world. Um, and so 
at that point, I'd kind of I've come home um, a few months before I'd actually taken that plunge and said, "Look, this is the time. This is what I want to do." And the business actually started off more on the sales side of a sales consulting. But I saw mm-hmm. that once I started meeting with a lot of businesses, specifically the local businesses, of they were just they were having issues getting more quality opportunities in the door on a consistent, predictable basis. And it wasn't necessarily the closing that was hurting them. It was just getting more quality at bats. And so that's whenever I initially, I I flipped it to the digital side of stuff because that's where the opportunity and the ROI is right now. Um, And and that's kind of how it morphed into what we got now. Now we've got a team of uh, seven people that that, – you know, really make the magic happen. But, um, you know, and I'm, I'm just kind of out there talking about it, but, uh, it's, it's, it's awesome whenever you're able to go in there and change businesses and help them achieve the goals that they want, that they never knew were possible. Um, those are the real fun stories, um, that, that we have. So we're, we're honored to be able to do that. Well, it sounds like incredibly rewarding work, and uh, I've thoroughly enjoyed learning a little bit about it here. It, where can our listeners go if they want to learn more, talk to you or somebody on your team well, about they, this? Yeah, so we've got tons of videos out there that um, you know self uh, that you can go on and learn more on our YouTube channel, Facebook. Um, you can also go to growyourbiznow.com, which is uh, really focused on one of our our programs that we have that really solidifies everything from uh, social media ad campaigns that find your your buyers within your targeted market on a consistent and predictable basis with uh, autopilot uh, follow-up sequence and review and reputation management. So you can go in there and check that out and get case studies and see testimonials and all of that. If you want more information on that, you can go to our website, lunchpinsales.com, or find a ton of stuff on social media. Well, thanks so much for coming and hanging with us, man. This has been uh, informative, inspiring, and uh, worth looking into even more. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you. All right. Stay with us. we got one more guest we're going to visit Absolutely. with. Absolutely. Looking forward to this one. All right, Blake. You ready for the headliner? Yes, I am. <laughs> All right. She's been sitting there very politely. I think she's been taking notes. I've seen her nod her head. She's probably already got four Alexa skills and a whole social media strategy mapped out while we were jibber-jabbering. It is time now. Please welcome to the Business Radio X platform and the Atlanta Business Radio Show with Phantom Fireworks Manager LaShonda Hambrick. How are you? I'm well. How are you today? Come on into that microphone. Don't let that thing whip you. <laughs> there you go. I'm doing well. Seems like a timely conversation. Yeah. Is it that kind of fireworks? Is that what we're talking about? Yes. <laughs> if you like fireworks, this is the place to go. All right. Well, tell us about this place and why this is the place we ought to go. Well, um, we are a very big company. We've been around for over 40 years. 40 years making fireworks and selling them. I guess I didn't even know you could buy fireworks in Georgia. Or is there some rules? Um, We've been, there are rules and regulations, um, but we've been legal now in Georgia since 2015. Okay. Yeah, so we opened up three stores in 2015. And then um, the following year we opened up, I think two more in Georgia. So total we have seven right now all over Georgia. So what got you in the fireworks business? <laughs> I did it part-time. I needed a job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but now you're passionate about it. You got the shirts. You got the logos. You got the whole thing. Well, as soon as I leave here, I've got to go to work. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, we're in our busy season right now. Time to get some fireworks. Get ready for the fourth 
All right, so what do we not know about fireworks, maybe fireworks safety, some issues around fireworks that we should know if we're going to have a good, safe time? Well, we're all about safety, so we have safety pamphlets. We have a fireworks university that you can visit online to teach you how to properly use fireworks. Do I have to go online, or can I just ask Alexa? <laughs> <laughs> after today, I can probably ask Alexa. We after you hang out with Caroline and, and Brandon, get your strategy together. Right. I'm yes. sorry. Go ahead. Did you, did you say university? Yes, Fireworks University. Oh, right, you got to tell me more about that. So it's an online like podcast that you can go on to, and we have tips and updates on basically the right way to use the fireworks. Very nice. And, and, all right, so where can we access that? Well, you can go on our website, fireworks.com. Mm-hmm. It's also on YouTube. You can look it up on YouTube. Right. So, um, yeah. All right, so fireworks, uh, are they made here in the U.S.? Is it made uh, in other countries and then shipped here? How's that? Yes, they're made in China. In China. Then shipped to us. They invented fireworks, they yeah? <laughs> so what's that like working with international businesses? Is that part of your work trying to figure out the, the logistics of all this? No, unfortunately, I don't get to do that yet. But I, somebody in your camp's got to fool with all that, right? That's correct. So we have a whole team that goes over to China and they inspect the warehouses. They look at the fireworks. They have, you know, showing. You got to get on that train, LaShonda. That's going to be fun. Every year I ask. <laughs> <laughs> well, now you can tell them, look, I got us on the radio. We were talking about your stuff. Now you need, we need to take it up a notch. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so you said you got to go to work today. What, so what will your day be like when you get there? I mean, it'll be really busy. I mean, we're, what, two or three days out, right? Two or three days out. A little chaotic chaotic at times but that's the fun of it you know so i get to meet interesting people i get to give them advice on how to put together shows and make the best out of the money they're spending and what they want to put on for the fourth okay so you really you had that knowledge to consult with someone how to put on a decent backyard family reunion type show all the way to do you like do you actually consult to municipal type shows or uh, like the big city ones? No, actually, you need um, a license to do those. We don't sell fireworks that big. So right. We're just a little local. <laughs> so okay, but if I got stuff. a bunch of rednecks, we're all headed to the lake, right? <laughs> and we're not going to drink till after the show, which Definitely. never happens. But that's I'm sure that's in your university, right? <laughs> it is, and I promote it. No <laughs> drinking and shooting off the fireworks. But, right. Yeah. I okay, can. but we if we wanted to put on kind of a little bit of a show, you could coach us through that yes i can you tell me what you like i'll show you the products to help you make your dream come true wow so do you have some knowledge then or do people on your team i I don't understand how the thing works i understand if you light a piece of paper on fire and i think i understand a little bit if you create uh you know i understand what happens when a when a bullet is fired out of a gun can you walk us through just the basic chemistry of a firework how does that even happen I don't know the makeup. Okay. <laughs> How they mix that. I just know there's gunpowder and other things that make it. You got stuff that creates the color, the sound. The timing, all that stuff. Right. I just don't know how that all works, but I can help you put on a good show. But you know, like if I need something, like what are some questions someone might come to you and ask if they're really trying to put on a big, kind of a big time backyard show? I usually get questions like, I want to put on maybe an hour show. 
Can you an help hour me? show? I have people that put on. I have. I mean, I don't even play with the sparklers, guys. I'm scared of, but I but I like watching it. But I I'm not touching it. Go ahead. Keep I have a customer show. that comes in, and he puts on a magnificent show. Like he's he builds boards, he buys all year round, and he puts on like this amazing show for his church function. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. He sent me a video, and it's amazing. Like he even has it set up. So that the fireworks are going to music. <laughs> and you could do that. Yeah. That is impressive. Yeah. All right. So where are the, there's more than one store. This is a big outfit. Yes. Yeah, so we have a store, my store that's in Marietta. Mm-hmm. We have one in Duluth, Buford, Decatur, Morrow, Roswell, and then Savannah. Wow. All right. So talk to me about July 5th. Now the, the, all the big stuff's over, and all that all that stuff is is that a good time also to go get some good deals on fireworks, or are they not going to be any good by the next time you want to use them? Or oh no, you can keep fireworks as long as you keep them safe and in a dry spot. They're good they have a go. decent shelf life; they don't go bad like tomatoes. No, no. And July fifth is usually pretty busy, also because really? they have such a good time on the fourth. They're back for more. Right. Well, and and so like it's and it's like. Today, this time it's like Friday or something. So you're yeah, going to be just as busy. Yeah, yeah, for the weekend. <laughs> so we're looking forward to it. All right. So, but like the guy you described, there's some wisdom in all year long. If you're thinking through what you're going to do, pick out, you know, some things all year long. All right. Let's talk about the kids. We want them involved. We want them to have a good time, but we want them to be safe. Is the sparkler thing, is, is that a kind of a safe thing or is there something safer? What wisdom can you offer us around making sure, you know, I'm talking like 8, 10, 12 year old kids can have a good time? Well, we don't recommend the kids like any fireworks at all. Period. Amen. Even sparklers. Okay. Even sparklers. Um, <clears throat> but now they can hold the sparklers, <clears throat> of course, with adult supervision mm-hmm. but they, because they're kids. But we don't recommend at all that you let the children handle fireworks. All right. Some other quick tips before we wrap. Um, to have a good time, be safe with fireworks. Uh, lay a couple of tips on us before we wrap. Number one. No drinking and fireworks. No drinking. Alcohol and fireworks do not mix. Always have a bucket of water, a water hose nearby. Safety goggles are also handy. Um, We sell pyro sticks. That's like a little long stick that you light safely, that you can light the fireworks with. Oh, yeah, don't do that. So holding the lighter up there, that's not good mojo. Like All kind of stuff could go wrong, right? Yeah, so, yeah, so we... Pyro stick, so it's like a Mm slow-burning stick. Fuse, yeah. Okay. You light the fireworks with. Always make sure that the fireworks is stable using bricks. That helps flat surfaces. Um, Read the instructions on the box. That helps. <laughs> if you ask ten women and ten men to read the instructions on the box, that ratio is going to look different, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But we should we should read the instructions. You All right. Read the instructions. Um, let's see. Most of our fireworks are not meant to be held in your hand, despite what most people think. Don't hold that. There, there's too much risk involved, right? right. And there are there's right. the occasional tragic horror story yeah. for something like that, yeah. right? Yeah, and have fun. And don't drink. No drinking. If you're going to be anywhere near the fireworks. That's right. Don't drink. Don't drink. Yeah. All right, what about cleanup? Because um, some of the stuff falls to the ground, right? Most of the stuff falls to the ground. All right. That's the unfart 
unfun part about right, it. Right, but it's got to be done. You don't want these. You don't want all that stuff in the middle of the pasture or the driveway or whatever, no, right? No. Oh, that's the other thing. Like I live on a cul-de-sac. Probably not a great place to be shooting fireworks, right? Um, you can. You can. I always suggest that when people come in and they're in their neighborhood, that you mm-hmm. check with your homeowners association. Oh, I had thought about Jack. Jack would not be happy. Yeah, he's um, our block captain. <laughs> I bet we're not even allowed. I haven't asked. Yeah, so you check with them to make sure. Right. Um, like your um, let's see, local police department because mm-hmm. there might be like a cutoff time. So I live in. Kennesaw, my cutoff time might be different from Roswell. Got it. You never know. Just check to make sure it's okay. Never in parks. Never in parks. See, that seems like it would be a great place to do it. Well, no. But no. Because it's against the rules or it's dangerous or it's against the rules because it's dangerous? Nine times out of ten, it's against the the rules. So if I'd have called the cop, I'd know that. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay, before we wrap, let's make sure uh, where your store is, uh, address, what's the best way to get there, and best time to come. We're located at 2505 Chastain Meadows Parkway, Mm -hmm. Marietta, Georgia, 30066. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming and visiting and and giving us an opportunity to know how to approach this whole fireworks thing. I'm still not certain I'm going to touch them, but I'm going to be very knowledgeable. I'm going to ask Uncle Daryl, hey, did you read the box? Where's the bucket of water? Get the hose out. I'm going to be like the safety captain guy. Right. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's been an absolute delight. All right. Until next time, this is Stone Payton for our producer, Blake, and everyone here at the Business Radio X family saying we'll see you next time on Atlanta Business Radio. Mm